As we come to the final two weeks of our 50-day celebration of the Easter season, I think it's important for us just to have a little bit of context as to what the month ahead has in store for us in terms of our celebration at Sunday Mass. So next Sunday, of course, the Feast of the Ascension. Two weeks from now, the Feast of Pentecost, bringing an end to our Easter season. Then the next week after Pentecost, we always celebrate the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity. Then we go into Corpus Christi Sunday. Then it's the 4th of July. Then it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> then it's Christmas. Then it's Groundhog's Day. Then it's six more weeks of winter. And then we're back at it again, right? So there you go. The church in her wisdom in these final two weeks of Easter asks us to focus on one particular reality, the coming of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's our focus. You can even hear it in Jesus' words here this evening when he said, I have told you this while I am with you, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. There is somebody else coming after me, he says, and he names it the advocate, the Holy Spirit. We'll focus on that two weeks from now with Pentecost. But in the meantime, what's so interesting about the gospel presented to us in the midst of this Easter season this evening is it does not come to us from the post-resurrection accounts in the gospel. We are not listening to Peter. We are not listening to, to Thomas encountering the risen Christ. We're not listening to Mary Magdalene. We are back, even in the midst of Easter, to pre-Easter. This is John chapter 14. What's that? The Last Supper Discourse, right? So this is a very specific address that Jesus gives on a specific day, in a specific place, to a specific group of people. And I trust we all know where and when and who that would be, right? This is Holy Thursday, right? So that's the context where Jesus is saying this. It's Holy Thursday, and he's with the 11. Judas has already said what he's going to do. He's on his way. He's gone. So Jesus is with the other 11. And where are they? The upper room, celebrating the Last Supper. Jesus knows what the next two days entails, right? They don't, but he does. And then Jesus says this, in the midst of a lot of other things, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Okay, big deal. Well, 48 hours later, on a day we call the first Easter Sunday, while the doors were locked, these same men are in the same city, in the same room, with one person not there, Jesus. And he shows up. And he's not a ghost. He shows up in the flesh. And he says to them, what word? Peace. In Hebrew, shalom. He ties it back to what he said when he was about to leave them. He gives them the gift of peace. And what I find so interesting about at least today's gospel and how John presents it is Jesus even goes on to describe a little bit about what type of peace he gives. And he, distingu he distinguishes it between two things. The world's peace, 
and his peace. So he's trying to say that there's something about the world that tries to give us some level of peace that's different from the peace that I'm going to give to you. Now, I trust we've lived life long enough that we know what he's talking about, right? I trust we've lived life long enough that we know that the world tries to offer certain levels of peace that just doesn't last, that does not fulfill, because our hearts were not made for it. What does that sound like? It sounds like this. This is what you need to be happy. Fill in the blank. This is what you need to be happy. Fill in the blank. And Jesus says, that's the world's peace. And the peace I want to give to you is so much different, so much more lasting, because the peace that I give to you is myself. The peace I want you to have is not just something. It's someone. And it's him. And it's the only thing, everyone, that lasts and fulfills throughout the ages. And the quicker we can learn that, the quicker we can stand on that, the more solid we can be in our confidence of that, the more at peace we'll be. Why does it take us so long to believe? Why does it take us so long to think that there's something else out there that will fulfill my heart that is apart from God? This is nothing new. This has been going on since the upper room. So the peace that Jesus gives everyone is being offered to you. It's being offered to me. And I think how beautiful it is that our liturgy here, right? Think of when we say this. Every single time you go to Mass. I go to Mass every single day, sometimes three times a day. When do we say this? Right before you come forward for Holy Communion. The priest says, peace I leave with you, my peace give to you. Now, I don't know all of your stories, but I know enough of them, and I know my own story, that when I come to receive Holy Communion, sometimes I'm a little beat up. Sometimes I'm a little in need. Sometimes I'm looking for peace that only the Lord can give. That's intentional, because the Lord draws us to the altar so that he can give us himself, who is the only source of peace. Where do you go for it? Where do I go for it? May we go to no one else other than him.